It is the 200 level episode 138, untitled, as we sit here at halftime, Illinois holding a one-point lead over Ohio. So by the time you listen to this, Illinois will have either pulled away and won this game, and we'll be laughing about that sloppy first half and feel like we got something to build on. They will have lost the game, at which point you may not bother to listen to this podcast because who would want to relive that? Or it's going to be a nail-biter, and I'm not really sure which way this is going to go. I, I tend to think that this Illinois team should be able to pull away in the second half, but someone other than Io has to show up, and it has been a sloppy performance, nine turnovers in the first half. I don't want to say most of them unforced, but just kind of uncharacteristic errors, but you know, I say the word uncharacteristic. If there's been one bugaboo so far for this team this year, the turnover numbers are too high. Corbello looks like a freshman. He's going to have two to three per game. But we're seeing veteran guys just be a little bit loose with handling the ball as well. The shooting, not great. Adam Miller, quiet first half for him offensively. And other than that, if you said other than Niall, who's playing well today? I was going to say Georgie in the first few minutes of his appearance today, but then he misses two free throws. And I don't know, no one looks particularly good. A few reasons why. It is the third game in three days. Ohio, this is a huge opportunity for them, and you're just trying to close out a three-game stretch with a win, however you can get it. Before we get Isaac and Trevor on the horn, let's just do the particulars of six minutes before the second half starts. The 200 level is brought to you by DP Doe, online at dpdoe.com. $5 calzone, $6 premium construction zones if you use the coupon code MIKE at dpdoe.com. And best of all, they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana so you can be as lazy as you want to be the rest of this weekend and not even leave the comfort of your home. They will bring some calzones to you. That's dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, online at fourthandkirby.com. Just got some new swag today, a crew neck navy sweatshirt with the orange Illinois script font. And they got plenty of other options at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order. Support a mom and pop operation this Christmas season. Great for stocking stuffers and much more at fourthandkirby.com. And State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. No coupon code for that, but you don't need it. You got State Farm prices and an agent that you can trust. We've known Brian for a long time, and he helped us out with homeowners and auto, a nice bundle from State Farm, and he made the process super easy. So go to brianismyguy.com. Illini Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network partners with the 200 level in our 138th episode, and one that I hope will not go down in infamy. Trevor and Isaac are going to be joining us momentarily here. When they do, we'll get their thoughts on the first half that was entertaining if you were not an Illinois fan. It was close, and I think that there was value in getting that close first half as opposed to the blowouts of the first two games. A learning experience. This is a team that is not going to have a perfect season. We know the ceiling is super high, but unfortunately, this felt a little bit like last year in terms of the offense kind of growing stagnant. And then the defense, I guess it could have been worse, but you're seeing an excellent performance from Preston. And then this Vanderplas guy who is sort of the antidote to this Illinois team, an athletic four that can move around the court that DeMonte can't really guard, and then you need to count on someone like Grandison to come in and do a much better job than he did. So this may all end up okay. Try not to freak out, but certainly it's a different viewing experience than games one and two, where it was just bliss, Illinois is back, we are legit top 10 uh, ranking, all that, and I think we still are. I'm not overly concerned about that, but you do want to see a cleaner second half, and that can start right from the outset. Right from the outset, they can come out and look a heck of a lot better than they did in the first. And if you stop Preston, you're going to win the game. 
But similarly, I think a lot of teams might look at Illinois and think if you step Io, that is your key to winning this game. And Io, as good as he was in the first half, I saw this from a few people on Twitter, so I can't pretend that this is an original thought here, but they mentioned that it felt a little bit more like he was trying to save the team from itself as that first half wore on. And I thought that might have been the case, Io playing a little bit of hero ball, but not given much of a choice because the supporting cast has been so off. So Trevor, you are cool as a cucumber based on the text conversations we've had, though I I will say this is not unexpected in that you were going to get a challenge at some point. I think it's the sloppiness of it that is disconcerting, but should, should I just chalk it up to third game in three days, the opponent that you didn't quite get up for? Yeah, I mean, it's not thrilling to see the sloppiness for sure, and I missed some of that first half, but um, I, I don't know. I just you're up by one at halftime on your third game in three days. Obviously, if this ends up being a five point win or something worse, we can talk about it. But I just think we've got to reserve judgment a little bit here until we at least get three quarters of the way through the game. But I mean, Ohio definitely played a good half. They're picked to finish second in the MAC. I I want to push back a little bit on the well. You know, they're pretty good in the MAC. This is supposed to be like a top five team. Okay, so it doesn't really matter if it's supposed to be yeah, second in the MAC. True, yeah. like, <laughs> you should be beating the first team in the MAC by twenty. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you presume they're going to get a high seed, let's just throw that hypothetical out there. This is the type of team you'd be playing in the first round. Would Absolutely. You not? Well, I, I would think so. Even though Ohio, depending on I'm trying to think back to the John Gross era and what rankings, that yeah, I think they're about 13, 14 seed in the tournament. Right. And so, I mean, again, it wasn't a great first half, no, but if the biggest problem we've had so far this season is that we're leading at halftime on our third game in three days, I'll take it for the moment, unless we see a lot more of this, and then I will not take it. If that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And I, I'm going to try to not freak out though. I will say there's that weird nervous energy that kind of crops up when you are in a game like this or the worst case scenario, we know what that would be. And I don't foresee that happening. Uh, but, and I don't even need this to be a pretty win. I don't need it to be 20 points. Frankly, just get the win and then you can get a nice five day off stretch before you play Baylor next Wednesday. But yeah, it's the first time we've had that nervous energy. It's the first time that veneer of invincibility has been chipped away and quite emphatically. So by Ohio for, for stretches of that first half, they were the aggressor and you were just somewhat lethargic. So It will be interesting to see. I think the first four minutes of this half will tell a lot where if Illinois can come out and it should not be beyond them to go on an eight to two run or something similar like that based on defensive intensity. And that to me is something that was lacking in a lot of that first half, Trevor. And that's, I think, going to be the key to this one. The offense will find its way. It's just if you have the defensive intensity, I think everything falls into place. Yep, I'm with you. The uh, I think Miller's 0 for 3 from deep. That's just one of those things where that's sort of like the one, and I love basketball almost more than any other sport, especially college basketball, but that is sort of the frustrating thing with basketball in that I don't know if it's any different than any other sport because this happens in all sports, but you can almost do everything right and it doesn't matter if the rim is just unfriendly to you. You know, like Adam had three great looks and he just rimmed all three of them. Yeah. So that's not really something you can blame him for. And that, you know, Who's to say he doesn't come out and hit five in the second half? He could. Or he could miss five more. But that doesn't mean that he's any worse than he was before the game started. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things where maybe Ohio just has that energy. I understand the narrative because, frankly, I think it's hard for – I mean, how do, you, how do you as the Illinois coach in this scenario conjure up any type of narrative to be the more hyped team? You can't be. 
it is literally impossible to be the more hyped team for your third game in three days when you're the number eight team in the nation and not the underdog from the Mac. I mean, it just isn't possible. Now maybe you can have more energy because it's a close game and you need to turn it on. But I just, I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't blame Ohio for being the more energized team right now. Well, and right now Ohio takes the lead in the, what, nineteen twenty-five to go in the second half. Unfortunately, guys, we're going to have a lot of play-by-play to do in the second half. I was hoping for a nice, relaxing Friday afternoon or a start to our afternoon, but Isaac, that doesn't seem to be in the cards. Kofi goes up. He misses it badly, and this will unfortunately be an, a rebound for DeMonte off the carom. Isaac, I'll get to you in one sec here after this play. We have DeMonte up top over to Trent on the right side, taking it to the rim. Baseline over to Io for the three. The three is up and no good. And DeMonte with a nice hustle play, but he was out of bounds, though. So, Isaac, after that, much ado about nothing. 18.58 to go. Illinois trailing Ohio by one. Uh, What is it like to be reminded that... We aren't going to go undefeated in this weird way, Isaac. I heard, I knew that, but for some reason, there's uh, there's still something alarming about the first bad performance, and I, I guess that's kind of what we're watching here. Yeah, it's kind of a slap in the face, just because you felt so dominant the past few days. But nobody was sitting here saying this is going to happen all season, just because we played North Carolina A and T, and um, you know Chicago State yesterday. But again, it's still Ohio. And like Trevor said earlier, you should. I mean, I would be mad right now if we were doing this against Duke, because if you want to be a top five team, you got to compete with the best. And we've played pretty sloppy so far. It kind of brings back memories to, you know, the four game losing streak last year and the Miami game. Like you are not a perfect team by any means. So though we've gotten a ton better when you bring back a lot of the same guys, you bring back a lot of the same problems too. So, but I mean, we're clearly better practice and, and just time to together building chemistry helps those out. You missed a lot of free throws, which doesn't help. And as Kofi just about rips the rim off. Yeah. 18, 20 to go. You take the lead 37, 36 Kofi dunk. I mean, Ohio was making a lot of stuff in the first half. And I mean, this Preston kid has 22 points. So, Somebody just needs to lock him down and take charge, and I'm not feeling too bad about the game. But you've you've had a lot of mistakes that you can't – you can make mistakes against Ohio and still easily win and even maybe win by double digits. You can't make these mistakes in, what, five days whenever we play uh, Baylor, four days. So you gotta you got to nip this in the bud right away and, and start playing a lot better. I will say that oh, Vanderplas gets the take from – Kofi. So it's 17.40 to go. This Vanderplas guy, we'll get to that in a second. I mentioned in the opening segment, he is, his type of player is the antidote, I think, to this Illinois team in that he's an athletic for Ohio takes the lead again in the paint with an easy shot. Was that Preston fed it to number, I can't quite get the number here, whoever's guarding Kofi. But regardless, I think, Trevor, we do see, and we kind of recognize this, that the four position was going to be the concern, especially if you play another team where the four is one of their primary offensive weapons. And DeMonte, I love DeMonte, but he's still six foot three, six four, maybe, on a good day. And that's just not going to stack up against another team when their four can score and he's six, seven, six, eight, and can run the court. That, that I think is my concern. I'm not sure how many teams that we have on our schedule have that type of guy, but I got to figure a few of them do. So this will be uh, good fodder for a lot of opposing coaches. I think. Oh my gosh. Sure. 
And of course, there's some random stud player on a Mac team whose name is Vanderplas. But of course. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. And I think it was interesting in the first half. You almost, I think you saw as Adam misses both three both free throws. I think you saw um, seventeen fifty. Saw Zach Griffith, uh, Georgie, and Coleman Hawkins before Grandison even got ticked, which I find interesting because. Mm-hmm. The last few days, Grandison has come in before any of those guys, and today all of them came in before him. <laughs> so it's sort of one of those things where, you know, the old quote of if you have a bunch of depth, you don't have any depth at all or whatever that quote is. Like, you've got a bunch of dudes at the four, but if you can't really figure any of them out or at least consistently figure any of them out, I don't really know. You know, you, you've got BBV who's hurt. you got Hutcherson who's hurt. You got Georgie, who looks better in some areas and worse in others. Nice layup from Georgie. Who for some, yeah, and he just lays it up there. But you've got Grandison, who for some reason is barely playing. You got Coleman, who's raw. You know, I, I just, how much do you really have there, to your point, Carl? Yeah, that's fair. Another guy that we may be missing today, and it's, you mentioned this, Trevor, it's difficult to conjure up energy given the opponent. And I think, Isaac, to your point, I would be surprised at the same level of or lack of energy, I should say, is what we see against Baylor and against Duke because you know going into that game, that's that's the big time, right? As DeMonte gets the ball stolen away from him. Mm-hmm. Not really sure where he was going on that in Ohio with an easy take, a foul on Io. This will be two shots for Ohio. Already leading by one. But I, I think that the Feliz factor, where if you look at the stretch, especially last year, the last month and a half of the season, Io was the closer. There's no doubt. But in these stretches in the second half, you know, right in the meat of it. It really did seem like that's where Andres Feliz, you look up at the scoreboard with five minutes to go in the second half. Oh, Feliz has 14 points and eight rebounds. What? He you was know, the stopper. Like he was the, was the there closer. you go. Yeah, he was like the setup guy for the inevitable closing minutes of Io. And you don't have that guy, not just in terms of production, but the the guy that was such a bulldog on the court that even if he didn't have to talk a lot, he would make a play that would just inevitably get you pumped up. So... Who does that fall to now? Can Io make twice as many of those plays to get his team pumped up? And after Georgie had made a layup, you saw him trying to talk to the guys. Um, 41-39 Ohio with 16 to go. So uh, what do we need to see here? I, th- I was hoping for a good start to the half. Unfortunately, Ohio has been better than you have in the first four minutes. Iowa's going to take a three here, and that is no good. In and out, and it's going to be Ohio ball after the media timeout. That's just that's a good look right there. So it's one of those things where like I can't blame him for taking it. When you were up, I think it was like twenty-seven to twenty, and creating distance, Io had a pull-up mid-range, and it would have made the lead ten, and he missed it. And I, it, the look was good, just like that look was good. And so, unfortunately, like I said, with basketball, as much as I love it, there are those frustrating games where, you know, if Illinois wins sixty-two to fifty-eight, and they go three for 17 from deep. What can you say? Like they just, they, they missed. Yeah. Sometimes it is that simple. I, I think you couple that with the fact that this opponent, this is their game of the year. I don't know if they're going to play another top 10 team. And this is for you. Well, just another COVID too, right? Kirk? I mean, you know, they might not have many more games left against the <laughs> <impressive> teams. <laughs> well, you never know, right? That's the other factor in the season. I, I think the external factors, it's sort of whatever will be, it will be because we have zero control over a lot of those things. But as we sit here, you mentioned frustrating. It is frustrating. And the more media timeouts we hit and we haven't made that run, you know, that come on, where's that 8-2 run? And all of a sudden, I felt like in that first half, Illinois went up nine points. And I think, Isaac, was it 30-21? to Was that the spread? Okay. 
And I thought at that moment, okay, well, we withstood their best punch and we'll just, we got that cushion. I think we'll be able to hold that for uh, the most part. And you didn't. And instead they actually took the lead on you. I think from that point it was 30 to 21. And then they took the lead of 33 to 32 or something similar to that. They went on a, they went on a 10 0 run to make it 31 to 30. Yeah. Yeah. It is frustrating. Now that I think about it, what the hell? Like let's, we, we are going to get greedy naturally. And it's funny how last night I was actually thinking, well, what is tomorrow's podcast going to look like if we can't really do play-by-play because the game isn't really worth doing play-by-play? And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to heap a crap ton of praise on this team because the last, apart from last February and March, that was so much fun, January, February, and March. But for the most part in my radio career post-college, there hasn't been enough Illini basketball to just get ridiculously excited about. So I figured we're just going to come on here and heap praise on this team and say not only are they the Big Ten favorites, but they're a top five team in the nation. And, you know, at the end of the day, all that can still be true, despite what we've seen so far. That's just how it goes, I guess. I guess that's uh, not much analysis or anything, Trevor, but it's one of those games that even if you win by four points, like you said, whatever, it doesn't we aren't going to remember it really much beyond today. Right. I mean, you're not going to feel good. And I think the the two... The two different negatives, there's two different facets of it, right? The shooting, which I've hit on, is whatever. You're two for 10 from three right now, but I think you've had good looks. You're just two for 10 from three right now. To your guys' point, the sloppiness is concerning just in that Georgie's looked better with his offensive looks and his shots, but now he's turning the ball over like crazy and he he can't handle it. And so that's one of those things where I think those are two different levels of indication of how concerned you should be in the macro sense. The shooting, I don't really think you can ever get that concerned with yeah. unless you're just a really bad shooting team, which, I mean, let's be honest, last year at times they were. I mean, they had they had whole games where they shot like 35% and just were dead cold. And so you were hoping that the combination of Adam and Andre and other additions like that would help. Grandison as well, who, again, we've barely seen in this Have game. No I'm not show. sure why. As DeMonte as just gives up another, yeah, I mean, DeMonte just gave up another easy shot to Vanderplas. So it's a four-point Ohio lead, 43-39. Crabella with the ball up top, 15 to go on the shot clock. Not much movement here in this offensive set. Trent up top, pump fakes the three, down low to Georgie. Georgie trying to work his way into the paint. A nice move, but he cannot finish, but a nice putback by Io. So it's a two-point game. It's amazing how, and this speaks to the talent on this team, that as bad as they have played, it is only a two-point deficit. If we want to look at, you know, here's here's a positive. If you want to look at positives, this game last year, the year before, the year before, you're down by like 10 points right now. Well, now you're down <laughs> by five because of Vanderplas, who, that, it's two guys. It's it. Vanderplas and Preston. You know what they're going to do, and you are not stopping them. You're going to start getting pissed off carp here in a second, guys. Fair warning. <laughs> Isaac, I mean, help me out here. Or Trevor, somebody help me out here. No, go ahead, it's, Isaac. <laughs> it's, it's just so frustrating because as an Illinois fan, and I'm not blaming the history of Illinois scaries on this Illinois basketball team, but you think you immediately – I mean, I'm immediately thinking of the Miami game last year. We had no business losing that game, and then – we go down 27 because we come out sloppy. And then, I mean, that game could have ultimately played a big part in why you didn't get a higher seed in the tournament. And this is my, like, you're about to play the number two team in the nation. And you're playing like this against Ohio. This isn't even like uh almost ranked team. Like this is Ohio 
150 something, 160 in the Ken Palm, somewhere in the mid 100s. You should still, I know the game's not over, but you easily handled the past two teams. So maybe you just came in thinking you were hot stuff today or weren't completely prepared, but you need to shape this up. It, it just brings back memories to the sloppy games last year and sloppy games in the past, but good teams can take this punch and can keep going and then come out, you know, we're in a danger zone. It's an eight point lead for Ohio, 49 to 41, 13, 40 to go. I, you know, you want your guys to play through this, but you got to take a timeout. That's what Underwood does. Well, I don't know guys. You know, I, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that I said there were three scenarios. One Illinois just kind of runs away with it. The second one is that they lose at which point no one's going to want to listen to this damn thing. (laughs) <laughs> and then the third one is you win close and it's ho-hum, whatever. We, we just wait for the inevitable big matchup against Baylor. I thought coming into the season that for the non-conference, if you want to maintain that top 10 ranking, you got to split the Baylor-Duke games. And I, I don't expect wins in both, especially fans or not. You're going on the road to Cameron Indoor. That's going to be a tough, tough matchup regardless. But, you know, that we'll, we'll wait on that. I was hoping to do more macro today. I'm the macro guy. And then instead, we got this freaking game where you're in a danger zone, eight points, and there's plenty of time. But Ohio has looked better than you for two-thirds, three-quarters of this game. They just have. They're ready. They're playing. You aren't. So can you flip? Are you good enough to flip that switch now that this is the first time that you're getting punched in the mouth? I, I don't know. We'll find out. I tell you what, I'm going to be uber pissed to lose this game because I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I want it all. Okay. I want this team to be top 10 all year, win the big 10, make a deep run in the tournament. And they might all still do that if you lose this game, but it is just such a buzzkill when I don't want any more buzzkills. I don't want any. This, this was almost, and I'm not trying to be too annoyingly silver lining here, but this was almost the exact score. Cause I just checked it at the time of the Grand Canyon game last year. If you remember that, that was the second game of the season. Yeah, You were down by eight at the under 12 timeout. And I think you won that game, what was it, like 75-71? Andres Feliz was the big one late in that game for you. Right. You need somebody to step up. I mean, Adam has not done anything offensively today. I can't really blame him because his shots just haven't gone in. But you need somebody other than Io to be the driving force and sort of grab uh, grab the reins here on offense. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure Isaac that I agree in the sense that like, if you look like this against Ohio, what's Duke going to look like or something? Cause I feel like even in the worst case scenario, if they were to lose this game, I still somehow feel like Baylor, Illinois would be great and competitive and they have a great chance to win regardless. Um, but obviously this isn't good. It would be a bad loss. I think it'd be like a quad three loss. Wouldn't it losing to a team in the two hundreds on your yeah. court? You know what actually worries me, Isaac, is that a performance like this, I had this weird thought yesterday that, wait a second, that Missouri game, we kind of overlook it, despite the fact they beat us two years in a row. But you know damn well if you play that flat in Missouri, you could very well lose. They aren't they aren't an awful team. They aren't great, but they're good enough that if you come out flat like this game against Ohio, that that's another freaking loss to Missouri. I had this weird thought that we go like undefeated up to that point, and then it's a sleepy Saturday in Columbia, Missouri, and it's damn it, you know. So this is this is Isaac a slice of humble pie. I just want to get yeah. the win and still eat the humble pie and figure that we can come out much better next Wednesday. And Trevor, about I was more 
I, I get what you're saying. Every game is different. I was more saying if Preston and Vanderplop, Bloss or whatever, are doing this to you, <laughs> then it, when Jared but when you're playing Jared Butler, you know the one of the other favorites to win the Wooden Award up there with Io and Garza. I just like I just don't know how you're going to handle that. You should be able to stop the best player on a MAC team, and let alone one of the preseason All Americans. So. It, it is frustrating. I'm going to try to – eventually I'm going to have to mature, right, not get caught in the moment. But this is pretty dang frustrating, especially with all this talent. And <laughs> you're so deep. Uh, three you're for so DeMonte. Deep. So it's 49 to 44. DeMonte, his usual efficient self from the three-point line. I don't say that tongue-in-cheek. He makes what, two, he makes two every there? game. I don't know. He makes two every game. You like, can book it. I know he never talks to the media, and he's a super quiet guy, and there's really no way to answer that question. But if, if I had the access, I would do like a sports science on DeMonte's three-point shooting because he was terrible for the first two and a half years of his career. And then randomly for that Maryland and Michigan State home stretch, he starts hitting. And he has literally made two or three threes every single game since then. And if he tries to shoot anymore, I'll be upset because I don't think he's made more than two threes in a game. That's his thing. So now he can't shoot anymore. But he did get a nice rebound on the other end. So it's 12.35 to go. And Illinois has the ball. They're down five, 49 to 44. Uh, what was I thinking before all this? Okay, so yeah, a few things we've hit on. I think it is playing to your competition. One one thought I had was I think it would have been nice to have Wright State. And this is total lack of accountability mode for me, trying to find excuses as Ohio takes it away on an inbounds. I don't know what the hell that was. That Chicago State doesn't really do you any favors. And a, a team like Wright State on Thanksgiving, at the very least, it's like... Right. You're in the batter's box for a Little League game. You got a donut on the baseball bat. Well, yesterday was like you played a game of wiffle ball, and then today you're playing a Major League Baseball game. Now, granted, though, Ohio, Ohio, they played Chicago State Wednesday. They played North Carolina A&T yesterday. So it's not like they've played great competition, yet they showed up and you didn't. I just feel like a little bit of reality earlier might have helped you avoid this. But even with that, it doesn't excuse this performance through 30 minutes. Now, Illinois has the ball. Ooh. And that is going to be an and one for a acrobatic shot from Adam Miller. 11.51 to go, 49.46. He'll go to the line. I like that play going into a timeout. Please do something for the energy on that sideline. I think, Isaac, that might. That might. Going to be yeah, helpful. And I guess we got to be something else we haven't – I don't even know if we've talked about yet. What are you from 5 for 12 from the free throw line? So even if you made most of your free throws, you're ahead in this game. But, yeah, Adam Miller, that's the guy he's got to be. That's what Felice was last year. I mean, he could make that play when you weren't scoring and stop the other team's run and take the energy out of their out of their bench. And Ohio's bench, I don't know why today, is just pissing me off more than most days. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because there's no fans there so I can just hear them. or That probably is part because, of it. Yeah, yeah. so – but that's the play. That's the type of plays you need from Adam Miller. And the fact that he's only a freshman is just awesome that he stepped up. And I mean, this is clearly the best team he's played and he's not putting up 28. But that's that's a big play right there by the the freshman. Here are some stats that I think are interesting. The biggest one. Point. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Trevor. No, I was just going to cap off your point about Chicago State. Whatever the antonym of proponent is, that's what I am of the. <laughs> Chicago State. Uh, last year, you played that D two team. I forget what the name of the Lindenwood? team was. You won like a hundred. Lindenwood, yeah, yeah, Lindenwood. I just 
what is the point of those games? Now, Chicago State is technically D1, so it's going to count. How? I don't know, but you're right. Technically, they are. There's too many D1 teams is what that tells you. But I digress. It's just how many times is it frustrating to look at the resume last year when we thought there was going to be a tournament? And instead of, let's say they were 17 and 10, you saw 16 and 10. And you're like, what? what's that? Oh, well, the one game doesn't even count. Like, what's the point of that? I don't, I don't like those games. Yeah. And the fact that Io could have gotten hurt or Kofi could have gotten hurt just playing a team where it's essentially practice just, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, practice yourselves at that point. Okay, so we have... 13 turnovers for Illinois against five for Ohio. If you want to know the difference in that game, that's one. Free throws, Illinois is five for 12. They've had 12 chances. Ohio's only been the line five times or shot five free throws. Three-pointers, Ohio is seven for 15. Not surprising. And Preston, of course, is three for four. Vanderplas is two for six. That is a name that will live in infamy if you lose this damn game. (laughs) And you're three for 11. So the shooting thing, I agree, Trevor, that isn't so much troubling you're out rebounding them 31 to 15 and you're you're down three it comes down to this though and I think Underwood and the style that he normally would like to play if you get up a bunch more shots than your opponent chances are you're just gonna score more than they do and if you look at Ohio they have 47 shot attempts to your 39 because you're just giving up possessions at too high of a clip you give up 13 possessions even if you keep half of those Let's say you have seven turnovers. That means six possessions. You score on half of them. You're easily leading this game. So it's, I'm no, I'm no accountant. You know, I'm not an analytics guy, even though I respect those that are. It just seems as simple to me that you're giving up way too many opportunities and Ohio is capitalizing on enough of theirs. And so far, Trevor, it's as simple as that, but you do have an opportunity here at a Miller at the line and one. It is good. Two point game, 49, 47. 11.50 to go from a 6 nothing scoring run in minute 20. So, Trevor, can we breathe now? or do What is your like bar in terms of a margin for Illinois to get to where we can breathe again? I thought you were going to ask me what media timeout I start getting concerned. Is Vanderplop airballs a three? I'm just going to call him Vanderplop, by the way. <laughs> even though I know that's not his name because it just works better. Okay, well, um, that, that airball is encouraging. Crabello with an acrobatic save. Here's DeMonte taking it to the hoop. And it's up, and it's no good, but he will go to the line. Good to see DeMonte being aggressive, and you got I a like chance DeMonte to tie it. I like this year. I do, too. He, he's, I mean, he's got eight and six right now. If he can continue the consistency from three, he's playing a position that most guys he's playing against are a good five or six inches taller than him. And, and this year, he's taken into the rim a little more so far, which I also like to see. DeMonte is, I think, going to have a very efficient senior year. And the, the comp I keep making, and he's not at the same position or anything, but Chester Frazier's senior year, after struggling mightily offensively, wow, that hit every bit of the rim, and it goes in for DeMonte. So 48-49, I just did that thing where I, I put the lowest score first. Lon would hate that. 49-48, <laughs> Ohio chance to tie it up here but yeah DeMonte I think will just have a very efficient offensive year and if that's your fifth scoring option and you know that if he's got an open three he can knock him down half the time you're you're in great shape and so this is this is where we stand we're tied up guys it's 49 all eight nothing scoring run in two minutes and you just gotta hope that as Preston unbelievable he takes he takes Io right down to the rim, and Kofi can't get the block. So Preston is at, what, 24 points? I think. At least. Illinois with the ball up top, 10.55 to go. Io up top, doing a little bit of weave action. Curbelo over to Adam Miller for the three. No good. 
and Ohio with the ball up to 10.40 to go. Three still enough. Falling Illinois is three for 12 from three-point range. Crabello getting active defensively. And what is he grabbing onto here? His ankle oh, looks like. And sorry for the pause. I'm hoping that's just a stinger. He is getting up. Let's see what uh, happens he here. It. He rolled it. Okay. Looks like he, yeah, it looks like he stepped on the other guy's shoe instead of landing clean. He's walking off right now. Okay. Well, you probably got to take him out regardless. I mean, that's something he's going to be tender for a bit. What, what is it? The high ankle sprain is the one you don't want, right? Yeah. That one takes longer. Well, Curbelo will probably not. I mean, we'll see. This is maybe presumptuous, but while we've seen worse rolled ankles, that didn't look good. So he's going off the court with 1037 to go, which means you're probably looking at Trent Io and Adam Miller as your guards to finish out the game. I look at the five guys out there right now, and I'm not sure who Underwood feels comfortable bringing in now that this game's in doubt. Oh, my and that's an easy two there for Ohio. Kofi loses his guy temporarily. Preston fed him, of course. Preston's doing the thing that the Miami player did last year, whose name yeah. escapes me. Chris uh, likes. likes. Chris likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Demonte with, uh, that's not what you want. Adam Miller with the board, and that's a foul. I'm not sure where the foul was there. It's called a McDay for Ohio. So with 10.05 to go, Miller going to the line for two. It's a shooting foul. I got to say, he's been a little underwhelming. Yes, to you yes. Guys. I was just saying that. Yeah. Nitpicking, I know, but he has been underwhelming. Well, he should walk his way into almost a double double, especially against bad teams. So for him to make defensive mistakes like that, and I, it, I don't know if he just looks lost or in the first three games, again, I know it's early. I don't know about you guys. His offensive game. Like that was the honestly the worst part about his game last year was how raw it was. And it really doesn't look like it's improved. I don't know what you guys feel. No, I, I would agree with that. It's dunk or bust, it feels like, yeah. with Kofi so far. He's got six points on 3-6 shooting, which if you're a guard... Three... shots are just terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. if, if you're a guard, three of six is fine, but when all of your shots are essentially high percentage shots within five feet, you got to do better than that. And it's weird how the way he's playing... I don't mind Georgie in spots, uh, not for maybe extended periods of time, but I feel like he's got better touch at the rim. So offensively, you yep. might get a little bit more. This is I going. I don't understand how somebody that wild. large can be that. Look, manhandled isn't the right word. Nobody manhandles Kofi, but even yesterday, and I tweeted it a few times. You saw a Chicago State guy essentially like Kofi's going to work on the block, and he just rips the ball away from him. Yeah, it was and troubling. I'm like, how can you're you're seven foot two fifty. Like, how can you let a Chicago State player rip the ball away from you? This was a missed layup high off the board for Ohio. We get the board down to Kofi for Good a dunk, pass. and we're tied. And there's something mental about seeing. Oh, whew, okay, we aren't trailing. Ohio takes a timeout. It looks like, unless Brad Underwood took a quick one. So we're tied up with nine thirty eight to go. It is an Ohio timeout, and this is where. I don't know. I, I I don't have anything to add except for, okay, well, when you get to the next media timeout, and we've talked about this, Trevor, like, which media timeout do you start freaking out? It would be nice to have a lead at the under eight media timeout. I That would be nice. It would feel a little bit uh, easier. Yeah, I'd, I'd start actually puckering up if, if Ohio was up by six at the under eight media timeout. Yeah, for sure. Because um, then it becomes an issue. I, I feel like we've seen this game a hundred times, and I feel like 96 of the times Illinois comes away with the win. And my hope is 
again, and I understand what you were saying, Isaac, about Jared Butler, and I totally agree in that sense. But I do feel like the result of this game will be fairly independent from how you play on, what is that, Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah, hopefully. I would agree. Um, and so hopefully, my, my hope is just at this point, just when it sucks that this is the goal, it sucks that you're not going to cover a 16-point spread likely, but my hope at this point is just get out of here with the win so we can do the whole Bruce Weber thing where we say, well, that was ugly, but it was pretty because we won or whatever you used to say and just like throw it away and move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to do that. Just throw it away and move on. That's exactly what you do if you get a win. In three games in three days, again, Ohio is in the same exact boat as you are. What is concerning is and why you want to build a lead is the way Preston is playing, if he is the one with the final shot in a tie game situation, I think he's making it. Okay, so right now it's Preston, Iowa on him. Preston feeds the big man, Kofi. It is up. It is no good. Georgie with some nice Kofi help. Kofi got beat there. He did. He Georgie helped. That he yeah. Didn't. yeah. All right, so we got 9-11 to go. And this is Trent up top with the lineup being Miller, Io, Kofi, Georgie. That's your five, probably to finish the game. Kofi down low. And one. There we go. He gets fouled. He puts it in. It is good. 55-53. First lead since 17-28 to go in this half. Were we leading at all? Or was that in the... Is that right? We led in the second half? That was 17-28 in the first half. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, I think it's 17-28 minutes of game time. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it would have been midway through the first half the last time you led. Okay. All right, so Kofi uh, gets gets the easy bunny. Nice, nice work there, Trevor. To your point earlier about Preston and how basketball is frustrating because you can get a lot of open looks. I mean, if we knock down even a few of the threes today, we'd be up double digits that we hit the past couple of days. It's the same yep. thing with the other team. You can't. Some days, like a guy like Preston is just hitting everything, and what are you supposed to do? He could come out next week and go zero for nine, and. That's just one of the beautiful things about college basketball, but can also not go in your favor. You it know, just it feels oh, like sorry, Trevor. especially annoying about basketball for some reason to me. Because yeah. like if a hitter hits four home runs in a game, like you can squarely say that the pitcher had something to do with that. But it, or like in football, if somebody scores four touchdowns, like what is the defense doing? But in basketball, you could literally be draped all over him and it just wouldn't freaking matter. Here's the situation, guys. Three point lead for Illinois. There was a missed uh, Georgie helped out Kofi again down low. Ooh. Kofi for the dunk. He got it. It's dunk or bust. All right, 50, that's fine. I'll take it if we get dunks like that. 58-53. <sighs> okay, I'm exha- exhaling slightly. And the big reason why, I'm going to give Georgie some props. I'm going to give Georgie yeah. props yeah. for the help defense. Now, Winkle Plop had a three that he <laughs> missed, and you're fortunate for that. Preston had missed a shot earlier where he didn't get the rebound initially. You're wondering if that luck is running out. Not luck, not luck, but that that hot shooting streak is wearing a little bit thin for Ohio. The baseline jumper is no good, but they call the foul on Trent. Oh, come on. Has Trent done anything today? Not offensively. No. No. 7.57 to go. It's a five-point lead. Real quick, remind you that DP Doe is a sponsor of the 200 level, and you can use coupon code MIKE to get $5 Cal Zones and $6 Premium and Construction Zones at dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana at dpdoe.com. Also, our friends at 4th and Kirby, guys, I'm wearing their new blue crew neck sweatshirt. I love it. It's super comfortable, but I am going to have to burn it if Illinois loses this game. I think the guys at 4th and Kirby will understand. I'll just order a new one. Do you, do you guys have superstitions anymore? I, I kid about that. I used to, but I'm not really anymore. I uh, I had a, you're going to laugh and cry at the same time with this one, but I had a, I got a uh, Trubisky jersey. Oh, I don't know God. why I did. Um, <laughs> hey, you can wear it Sunday night. It, 
I mean, yeah, true. 2018 was good. He had a really good year. Mm-hmm. So I got it halfway through 2018. This was after, I believe, the Bucks game where he threw like seven touchdowns in that game. And I wore it for the playoff game. That was the first time I wore it. And obviously we know what happened in the playoff game. You know what's funny, though, so about I that said, Trubisky in that game was not great, but he did lead what should have been the game-winning drive. He was great on that last drive. He made several back shoulder throws to the to the to the corners to get uh get you in range but a little bit we know that and you know what also annoys me now i'm really going on a tangent with that but carp we sat here and tweeted and talked on 93.5 about how the kicking was going to kill you that year because you had several games throughout the season i think the miami game before it went to overtime he missed a field goal now in his defense though that was naggy for whatever reason settling for a 55 yarder which whatever the hell that was but yes you're right we knew we knew the Lions game, you won easily. He doinked like four of them in that game. And I just, I don't know. Anyways, I didn't, I didn't wore it for the playoff game and then swore I'd never wear it again. And then I somehow throughout the off season, time heals all wounds. Sure. So I wore it for the opening game of the following season when you scored three points against oh. the Packers and lost like 10 to three. And I've never worn it since. We were at a friend's bachelor party for that. And big Bears fan, all of us really. We're big Bears fans, so we're super pumped that the bachelor party is starting with Bears Packers. It's the 100th year of the NFL. Isn't that right? Yep. And all the pomp and circumstance, and it was one of the most excruciatingly boring, beyond losing. I would have almost rather have lost in the fashion that you did to the Packers when Chris Conti blew coverage. At least that was an exciting game, and it would have been now, game. Wait a minute. Well, but but here's the thing, right? It would have been game one, so even a, a devastating loss like that, you would have thought, well, that was entertaining. We we're every bit as good as the Packers. Oh, that sucks, but okay, we'll we'll get it back next week. But no, instead, you start off the season and never recover on offense because you were abysmal. I I know this is an aside here. I. I'll watch a little bit Sunday night. I don't have a lot of... I wish it was Sunday at noon, just so we could get it over with. But I guess if Mitch's starting, there's a little bit of intrigue. I guess. I don't know. I'll have it on, but it's not appointment television, that's for sure. Isaac, we'll get to your superstition here in a second. Ohio misses their first of two free throws. It's still 58-53 with 7.57 to go. This is the first time, fellas, we've done some legit play-by-play for Illinois basketball. I know that we're going to be busy next Wednesday for the Baylor game, and then the following Tuesday. And I think we're playing, is it Tennessee Martin next Saturday on the 5th? I think that was announced. Unconfirmed, but yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see a confirmation on that. Okay, here's Adam Miller driving it to the hoop, trying to get the foul. He does not. Kofi with the board. It is thrown back to Vanderplop. He's got the ball. Four-point lead for Illinois. 7.35 to go as Preston. Brings it oh across boy. as Brian Barnhart calls the timeline. I just heard an oh boy from Trevor. I don't like that. It's Vanderplop. He made a three, didn't he? Unbelievable. Yep. Maybe defend him <laughs> when he's shooting Jeez, the three. Jeez, he's shooting them from. He's shooting them from Steph Curry range. This is the. Um, this is uh, <sighs> the other Miami guy, right? They had like a, a Serbian guy or something who went yeah. like seven for eight from Steph- deep in that game. One point, Illinois lead. Like seven Steph- minutes to go. Stefanovich. Io yeah. with a signature Io take to the bucket, sixty to fifty-seven. I this is so cliche. It is the worst analysis ever. I'm going to preface it. Just play defense, and you're going to win the game. You'll get the buckets, right? Yeah. I have no question that Io, if he needs to take it, eh, as Preston takes it, no problem. Another layup for him, or more of a floater from about five feet out. It's a one-point lead for Illinois again. 
you aren't going to shake these guys. I'll, I'll put it that way. We are not going to be comfortable at any point the rest of the way, guys. That's my sense. You're going to roll your eyes, but this is actually an entertaining game. It is entertaining now, now that both teams are scoring, but also aggravating that Ohio continues to score at this rate. Kofi can't lay it up. That's another thing with Kofi. That's what I'm talking about. He left it three feet short. Well, Vanderplop, I think, disrupted him. We got an inbounds play from under the hoop coming up with, what, 15 to go on the shot clock, something like that. Cannot stop Preston. That was as easy as it comes. Vanderplop with the high screen. And all he had to do was just calling him that. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, and he might end up beating us and it'll be egg on our face. Trent left side. He's taking it back up top to DeMonte with 15 to go on the shot clock, 60 to 59 Illinois with six to go. I just heard something from Trevor. I couldn't decipher if that's good or bad. (laughs) Hard to tell Trent Boom. three. That was a boom. I didn't know if it was, Ooh, or a boom. It was a boom. Let's go. It was a boom. Okay, a boom. It was <laughs> and we have our first Isaac. Let's go. Again. Yes, that that is much needed. Four point lead for Illinois with five yes. fifty to go. Here's Preston taking it to the rim. No good. You just heard a ugh. That, I don't like the sound of that. Heads up. It's a turnover. Careless passing from Io over to Trent. Oh. Preston takes it away. Now it is Ohio ball with five forty to go and a four point deficit for the Bobcats. A frenetic pace here. Yeah, yeah. Preston taking it to the rim. It is just overshot. DeMonte gets the board, bringing it across the timeline, as Brian Barnhart calls it. Io from the baseline, no good. We're going back the other way quickly. Preston, one on two. I don't know what Trent was doing there, but Preston makes the layup anyways. It's a two-point game with 5.14 to go. Timeout. Well. Come on. Yeah, we aren't going to shake him, man. We are not going to shake gotta, these guys. I only have so much heart health. I got to save it for the games that matter, not these types of games. How many He's points? DJ Wilson light, this guy. Uh, no kidding. Jeez. 28 points for this kid. Five rebounds, six assists, zero turnovers. Wow. The only thing that's going to frustrate me wildly about this is I always hate, when, as we used to joke about all the time, of course, when the guy has his best game of the year against Illinois the Aubrey Dawkins yeah. uh, theory where it's like, you know what? If Preston, whatever his face is, goes out and wins Mac player of the year, I'm going to be 10% less annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. But if he goes out there in his next three games and like Isaac said, goes 0 for 9 in each game, I just, that's just so fundamentally frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, by the way, I say that 28 points for Preston, but this is my, my score app is stuck at 49 to 46 Ohio. So I don't know if it's actually updated <laughs> The point totals, I don't think it has, so he probably has more than that. I don't know. I think it has updated the individual stats. So, Regardless, a phenomenal game for him, and he's not going anywhere. He's going to be out there for the remaining 514, so you got to figure out something. And it feels like every possession now, you got to score because you feel like they're going to score every possession. So you want me to pause? I feel like I'm significantly ahead of you guys. Uh, your call. We're know. we're right now at five ten or five oh five is where I'm at. Iowa with the ball. He's trying to take it to the rim. It gets knocked away. It'll stay with Illinois at five oh three. We got a break there, Trevor. I don't know if that helps or not. No, you're good. I'm just like fifteen seconds ahead of you, so okay. I don't know if it mattered. Damn fire stick. Yeah, man. Preston is phenomenal. But I would love for it to be, wow, what a great performance. And you shake his hand afterwards as you go to 3-0 and with a 5-6 point lead or a 5-6 point win, however it ends up shaking I already harped on it, but it is interesting that we're getting more double Georgie Kofi and, again, no Grandison. Yeah, I don't know what that tells you. 
I, I would think Grandison would be a good matchup for Vanderplot, but apparently not. Trent is uh, steps out of bounds. That's happened like ten times the past three days. Crabello's coming back in, so that's a good sign. That is. But as much as I love Crabello, man, turnovers have been his bugaboo too, and it feels like you got to protect every possession. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't like the sound of that. Vanderplot made another three, didn't he? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh my that? God. Uh, that's even alley-oop worse. Dunk. An alley oop dunk for Ohio. It's tied up sixty three all. They think they're going to win this game. Four twenty five to go. Might. They very well might. Four twenty five to go. We are beyond any sort of point where we're going to get a cushion that we feel comfortable with here. You're going to have to I grind okay. this out. Okay, Io with the ball up top. He finds Demonte back to Io. It's just going to be him. I think Iso. And you got Georgie down in the block. Okay, Io's trying to make a move here. It's a jumper from the free throw line. It is no good. Vanderplop with the oh, rebound. No. I'm going to stop calling that's him a, that because I feel like it's look. disrespectful. I mean, it's, it's a great look. That's his shot. He's missed it twice today. I don't know what to say. Tied up 63 all. Ohio with the ball. 350 to go. 20 on the shot clock. It's Preston finding Vanderplas. Demonte on him. He's got ISO on that side. No help. And then oh, a nice my. feed. From Vanderplas to their other big, it is a two-point Ohio lead with 3.35 to go. And a 6 nothing scoring run. You can't score and you aren't stopping them. I mean, it, at the end of the day, the offense hasn't been great for Illinois, but you got to be able to rely on the defense. Right, I'm with you. Adam Miller, baseline shot. It good is shot. up, it is good. Tied up 65 all. Good to see the freshman wanting to take that. 3.15 to go. Preston with the ball. There's one timeout for Illinois, two timeouts for Ohio, seven fouls on Ohio. I don't like DeMonte on Plus. I I love DeMonte, but it's a bad matchup. Bad matchup. And there it is again. Okay, that's not good because Vanderplas has the ball and an RTB. He's about to score, right? Yeah, he is. Oh, my. That's just, you know what this reminds me of, actually, is when Steve Smith in a playoff game against the Bears, Lovey refused to go double coverage. And Steve Smith just ate you alive. 200, 240 receiving yards or something like that, and you didn't make any adjustments. I love DeMonte, but you got to get someone in there to stop Vanderplas. Io makes the shot. It's 67 all, 240 to go, timeout from Underwood. We'll see. Is it a timeout from Underwood or is it from Ohio? It's the under four timeout. It was like a delay of game on the ball <sighs> intro or something. Good, good Lord. We're tied up. Uh, just Jeez. figured I'd use this time to remind you, you may want to get State Farm insurance from Brian Hansen that might include property insurance because if you're about to break something and you haven't insured it would have helped me out when I was younger and I was throwing things around during games I don't do that anymore but I am frustrated you you think it goes away Isaac it 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 becomes more of like an acid in your stomach feeling than an, a battery acid in your head if that makes sense yeah I feel like growing up I almost had more of a right to throw a temper tantrum when Illinois was being ridiculous. And now I got to like contain myself because, you know, I'm almost 23 and living in the real world now. So I can't go around um, calling, you know, the other team bad words and stomping around my house. So I got to got to grow up a little bit. But inside it's it's eating me alive right now. Oh, it sucks. Go ahead. It's so frustrating. Uh it's yeah. it's <laughs> you just wish I'm gonna to check be... the uh to check the live line here and see which team is favored with two minutes to go. I bet it's I bet it's like Illinois uh, minus one and a half. Where can Let you get what what app are you using for internet? Like, cause you can't use an Illinois. Well, one for... I I can't use I use PointsBet, 
but I can't use that because, you know, it's in Illinois. So I'm just going to Bovada, the old reliable here and seeing what they've got. Yeah. Well, this is going to be, uh, uh, man. Illinois minus one and a half. Yes, okay. that is the line right now. I, here's the good news. You are in the bonus. They are not. Seven fouls on Ohio, four fouls on you. You have been making free throws at this end in the second half. I don't know if you've missed one free throw yet. That might be my famous last words there. I don't want this to be the story on SportsCenter. You know, I don't oh, want, exactly. and it would be, it would be on a Friday where college basketball is kind of taking over and I don't want to lose before Wisconsin and all their oddly named players that they grow in a factory in Sheboygan. I, I don't want to do that. Well, Virginia okay. already lost today too to San Francisco, so they can be all over SportsCenter. If we could just squeak this out, move up in the rankings a little bit and then exactly, I want to go into Baylor undefeated oh sure so, yeah i mean you want so, to and also it's just seating matters you don't want bad losses and you got plenty of opportunities in the big 10 to make up for it but for the non-conference to me it's it's really simple i i think you split baylor and duke if you want to stay in that one two three line in the tournament that gets you an early non-conference win i think you need to split those games you need to beat missouri and then you need to win out elsewhere and this is elsewhere this is one of those games that you just don't factor into, well, if we lose that, that might knock us down a peg or two in the seating. And how much does it matter this year that you're playing in a bubble? It's going to be the weirdest tournament ever. I don't know. But you know what? I want, Like I said, I want my cake, and I want to eat it too. I want it all this year, and this is going to really derail that. 67-67, Vanderplas like this- shoots a three. It is good. Oh, my gosh. Did we not get the memo what on him? You, like. What are you talking about? Like at the timeout? Like, I don't know. Okay, this has happened the whole game. Eleven four scoring run, and we'll see what happens here. Iowa with the shot, it is no good. Kofi gets the board, and it's oh. stolen, and it's going the other way. Here's Preston, and he's going to lay it up. It's a foul on Trent, and this Gee, is going to be Kofi two shots. Kofi gets the ball ripped away. Where have I seen that before? Uh, I think Ohio's going to win this game, guys. I hate to say that. I think so, too. The revenge of John Gross. Oh, my gosh. You were so deep. But you still got to defend that. I mean, who yeah. else? it's going to be him or Preston shooting it. That's it. Have we not figured this out by this point? So the coaching staff, it's one game, but you're getting schooled in yep. something that is so simple. And this is where, unfortunately, yes, pissed off carp is probably going to emerge here. To whatever degree it can, the third game of the season. But, you know, can't... Ah, man. Okay, he misses the second free throw. It's a four-point game. You are in the bonus. They are not. But, you know, if you miss another shot, you got to start probably fouling them so you can get them into the bonus. Because if Vanderplas keeps shooting it, I don't like her chances. Uh, Adam Miller cannot make it. It's going to go back to Baylor. Or they're going to review this. I think it's off to Monte. It's going to Baylor. 143 to go. Four I point wish lead. we were playing Baylor. Did I say Baylor? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. Uh, you know, Adam Miller with the strong take, and you could have gotten a foul call there. That's off on DeMonte. That will go to Ohio with a four-point lead. This just sucks. I got nothing much more to say about it. I don't know if it, it is off DeMonte. Yeah? I can't tell. Who did they call it off initially? Uh, oh, no, I think I it's think off Ohio. The... It's off Ohio from that angle. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, guys, I don't, I don't want to lose. <laughs> I was driving like, yeah, I don't want to lose. This sucks. This is cute for about 20 minutes where you get challenged by your first okay opponent. But when Ohio ends up going, you know, 14 and 10 this year, it's just, it's, this is not ever going to look like an okay loss. You can't lose this game at home. You can't lose it anywhere if you're a top 10 team. And that's off Ohio. Okay, so we'll get Sorry, the, my default. Uh, my default anger is more silence than than that. Oh, I noise. get it. I get it. Doesn't make for good podcasting, but there was a game against Western Michigan football back in 08. and I went to oh, Legends the Detroit game. Yeah, the Detroit game. I went to yeah. Legends to watch it because it wasn't on. Well, we didn't have Big Ten Network on wide, like on cable yet. So I think it had to be Dish or digital, and. Uh, Went to Legends and we lost that game and I was closing out my bill and the lady behind the ca- I was dead silent like you, Trevor. That's one of my mechanisms. And she was like, are you okay? I must have had this thousand yard stare on my face. I was just absolutely livid. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And I'm just muttering curse words on my way home. And it, it was a mess. I don't want that to be the case on this otherwise fine Friday. It's a foul on Ohio. Yeah. Off the ball. So are we going to the line without even having to inbound it? Yep. Okay. So who's getting the shots here? Looks Trent. like Trent. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ohio's guy just kind of ramrodded into him there. All right. Trent with a shot coming up here. One and one. 143 to go. It's a four-point lead for Ohio. First shot is up. It is good. It's a three-point game. That's the fourth foul on Ben Roderick. Who cares? His name isn't Vanderplas or Preston. <laughs> 71-68, Trent with the second free throw with 143 to go. It is up. It is no good. Kofi can't quite get the board, and Preston's got the ball. Three-point lead for Ohio. They are still, guys, Ooh. I believe, at five turnovers total. Turnover. Maybe. Oh, well, then maybe that's number six, according to Trevor. Oh, interesting. So we have a what? Uh, three seconds? Uh, what was this? He did the... That was weird. It must have been an illegal screen. Okay. Three-point lead, Ohio. Illinois with the ball with about 130 to go. Uh, the way we're shooting today, I'm not going for threes. I'm just trying to take it to the rim to at least get fouled. And I'm, I'm going to extend this game as long as I can. Yep. I know you're only down three. It kind of seems silly to extend a game, but mm. here's Io taking it, and that is up. It is no good. Rebound to Io, over to Trent, back to Io. The three is up, and the three is good. 71 all with 110 to go. And that's cute. I love it. That's Io. He's the best, but you got to get a damn step. 105 to go. Preston with the ball. 24 seconds to go in the game. Are they we... switched on Preston, so now DeMonte's got him, which I don't love. Okay. Now they switch back, and Kofi's got him, which oh, is even Oh, dear worse. God. 54 seconds to go. Now down to 50. I got it where DeMonte's on him. Now I got him where Kofi's on him. Preston's going to be the one shooting this. He finds uh, Roderick for an easy, not quite alley You're out-schemed in everything by the Ohio Bobcats. Yeah, yeah. That was smart by Preston, though. I mean, oh, yeah. everybody knew that he was getting the shot, and then he passed it off to somebody who's barely scored, and he got the shot. All right, Iowa with the ball. There's 40 seconds to go in the game. You're down two. Trent fakes the three over to DeMonte for the three. The three Let is go! up, and it's good. Illinois with a one-point lead, 74 oh, to 73. Oh, my God. Timeout here. Hey, he broke the two threes a game rule. He did at the perfect time. Now, get a damn stop. 
I can't watch. You can't take it? Okay. My I grandma can't. just came in and checked the score and said she can't take it. And now she's running out the room. Uh, <laughs> just win. I don't care how. Just win the game. All right. I'm so just, I'm trying to put away all the dark, bad thoughts. Oh, dude. I Listen, I go about my day happy as can be if they get a one point win. I don't care. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Now, so there's 34 seconds left, 30 mm-hmm. on the shot clock. Do they, you know, they can't run it all the way down, but they can run it down enough to where, do you have a timeout left? So I'm, I'm running through the scenario that Preston makes a shot with eight seconds left. You do, do have you a timeout have a left. And I, the game? I think that we saw last year that Underwood at first was not going to use that timeout in late game situations. Then he started to. Uh, well, as I, the whole Miami narrative, right? Right, right. He didn't use it and it didn't work. Here's what I think you do is if you're Ohio, you could say it's just as easy as all right. You're just playing for the win. I think if if it's a tie game, you run that clock down to the bare minimum, right? Because they are down one and they want another opportunity if they don't get the shot, I think they're just going to take the first available shot that's there for them. And it's going to come down. what? Two fouls to give? You got two fouls to give. So it's a question of when do you want to start fouling? And there's you're in this weird nether region with the time. Where and obviously it I can't don't... be a shooting foul, so you got to be smart about it. But yeah, if you were up three, if you're up three, then the fouling thing comes into play, I think. But you're only up one, so you don't want to give them any. You don't want to get them any closer to a free, uh, free throw or two. You don't want to do that. And I don't you miss the orange crush and stand up and shout right now, don't oh, you? Oh, you miss the stand up yeah. and shout. But you know what? This is how all the games are going to be this year. So I, I think you got to figure out how to win in these neutral court environments and, and muster it up yourself. Thirty seconds to go. This is Preston up top, Io guarding him. And all four Ohio guys are down on the baseline, spread out. Vanderplas is going to come out and set the screen. DeMonte following him. The screen over to the right. Uh, Io is able to go over the top of it. Another screen coming from Roderick. Preston goes over the top of that. Io still on him. Preston making a move. The floater is up. It is good with 7.4 to go. Can't stop him. 30 points for Preston on the day. Uh, so... Uh, it, it Preston better be like the preseason Mac player of the year or something because he just took Io to the rack. I mean that's great defense. I don't. You're you're not wrong. I just Io was all over him. Yeah, yeah. Io was all over him. It was a great move and a great finish. And I, you, we could have said, well, Kofi needs to go over and help. But we've seen this Preston kid. If he's getting someone to come over and help him, he's going to find that Roderick for an easy layup. If Kofi leaves right. his man. All right. Well, this is winning time. 7.4 to go. I think it's just as simple as you give Io the ball and you see what happens. Right? That's it. Yep. There are no timeouts left for either team. Uh, Trevor, you are still ahead of us, I believe. So I won't say anything. Keep it on the DL. I, I wish we were in the basement right now so you could give me that like <laughs> glance. You were you were on your phone for that Illinois Michigan game, and you gave me the glance. Ah, right, yeah, we got this. Before we got the let's go, so I want so badly a let's go from Isaac. That's what I want this to end with is a let's go, instead of a. Uh, and I I don't know I I don't know I I really wish this were a tied game at this point. So you feel like worst case to go OT, but God dang the way Preston's yeah, playing, I don't right. I don't like our chances. The further this game goes, he's not missing. The question is, will Io when it comes down to it? And I got to think it's going to be Io's ball here. All right. This is it. 
We still haven't even inbounded on my screen, so it's going to be a minute. Okay. Well, they were checking the time. They got the time back up to 7.7. Uh, we'll see how Ohio defends this out of the inbounds. Do you have a guy on Trent who looks to be inbounding it? It looks like they do. Yeah, now I'm pretty oh. soft. They're backing up. All right, so this is Io with the ball, taking it up. Ooh. He's taking it. Let's this go! is. Wait. It doesn't count. They fouled him no! first. No. They fouled him. Okay. I was so going Io's to line. Gotta make. Oh, Demonte. No. Demonte had a great follow up, and then or that was Kofi. Sorry, a great follow up oh, and it went no. in. But now you're actually still going to have to tie it or win it from the line. And that was definitely a foul. It's one of those like. Yeah. Oh. So... All right. <laughs> great Io. Noises. Ten out of ten <laughs> Io at the line. He's going to have two here. First Let's one is go. up. It's good. Two point three to go. It's a tie game. No timeouts. Clock. Well, you, a, uh, they don't have any timeouts either. No. 2.3. Nope. Io. Okay. At the line. This would give Illinois the lead with 2.3 to go. Ohio with no timeouts. The shot is up. Let's go. It is good. 76 to 75. Oh, boy. Substitution, real quick. I think you just put two guys on. Well, here's the thing, guys. The just foul comes into play put here. Five guys on. Hey, hey, you foul him, foul him. The foul comes into play here. Or that, yeah. Preston is going to, this is Vanderplas. He's fouled, okay. He misses what would have been a, what, you know, past half court. 1.4 to go. That is your sixth foul. Ohio now inbounds it, still on the other side of the court. Now you can do it again, right? Or is this next one going to be a one-and-one? No, this next one will be a one-and-one. You can't touch him. Okay, all right, so you can't do it again. Now, the only thing I don't like about that is now they get inbounds it that much closer. Okay, so here we okay. go. All right. Here's the play. It is over to Preston. Trent yes! gets it. He is fouled like with point five to go. Point three left. <sighs> God, this is so dumb. <laughs> this is so oh dumb. Uh, now it's okay for me this... to laugh and say this is so dumb, but this is so dumb. My goodness. Hey, Trent got up. You should play DB tomorrow. Oh gosh, I I'm all puckered up, boys. I don't think that. Sorry, I was about to make a disgusting Ooh. joke. Uh, okay, seventy six, seventy five. Trent at the line. <laughs> the first shot is up. It is good. Okay. Uh, this this next one's big, and I know sometimes it's like, well, do you miss it on purpose? Listen, just make it go up three. So the most miraculous thing would only tie it. This it is missed. He did, yeah, and they okay. don't get a shot off. It doesn't matter. Illinois I'm wins. Actually, with you, Carp. Sorry, before, oh, just yeah, that, you know, <laughs> let make make the three be the miracle three instead of some stupid agreed. Because say he misses, and then like there's a box out foul, right? Right. Then right. it's a one and one. Seventy-seven, seventy-five. Illinois is Woo! three, and oh my god, is that the name of the podcast? Three and <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my that's, god, that's three and oh my good god. Well, <laughs> plop. Plop and Preston, I'm scary as death. That was too damn close. Holy crap. I tell uh, you what, and this is only a, a positive <laughs> hindsight thought, right? Because if it's negative, I'm not saying this. But sure. that Preston kid should get dapped up by everybody on this team and staff because he's yes. ridiculously good. Man, could he be a fifth year transfer or something? I mean, <sighs> I don't think he turned the ball over either. He did not turn the ball over once today. 
Wow. Preston is a junior. So how about how about he transfers here next year? Inevitably, when Io goes pro, you need another playmaker. Well, guys, that was way too close for comfort, but at the end of the day, they're 3-0, and I hope that in the season highlight video, it is a mere footnote that, oh, remember that close game against Ohio? Yeah. And you think Io has just one game so many different ways, he just had to check free throws off the the list. Well, that's the other story, right? That's a specific moment of growth right there, right? Yeah. that, That was the exact amount of time left in the Miami game, the exact same situation. And he actually ran the exact same play where he runs in from the right yeah. side. And, you know, he didn't finish, but he got fouled. So, Well, it's a lot easier to have a, a lot more fun to have a coachable victory than a coachable loss. Yeah. And to lose to Ohio would have been a disaster because at the end of the day, do rankings in the preseason mean that much? Not necessarily, but I, I want this team to be on the map the entire year. I think that they have what it takes to split these next two games, or at least the Baylor-Duke games. We'll see about Tennessee Martin, if that gets official or not. But, you know, what what more is there to say, right? Ohio gave you everything. You got the win. You are very much an imperfect team, as we kind of figured. That was glossed over by the shooting performances in the first two games against really bad teams. But the good news is that if you are shooting well, and and I think the biggest thing this year, guys, is going to be turnovers. If this team is messy... Yep. They are not going to be the uh, shoe-in, Big Ten title winner, potential top five team. They're going to sit there right around the 8, 9, 10 region where they are so tantalizingly close to being like a perfect team, except for, oh, wait, they turn the ball over 15 times a game. You cannot do that. And I think and, it was 15 was the number. Yeah, I think, too, I don't know about you guys, but in the end, good teams find a way to win games. And in the past year, probably last year and definitely a couple years ago, we would have lost that game, but today this team's just deep and more experienced and we found a way to win. So even there's definitely a ton of question marks, obviously after today, but like you said, it's just so much easier to, to coach knowing, okay, you're still three and oh, then, oh geez, we just had a terrible loss. Yeah. And they know they can play better. And I think that they'll come out inspired on Wednesday. I mean, you should, if Baylor is Baylor number two, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They also haven't played yet, though. They play, I think, tomorrow. I think they do play this weekend. Tomorrow and Sunday. They got back-to-back games in some kind of a Vegas tournament. Well, guys, I tell you what. You don't want them to lose, by the way, right? No, no, no. I want them to win. And I was hoping that, and I don't know if that's going to happen after today's performance. I thought after week one that you get some shuffling in the top ten based on which teams are dominant which teams were not. Today is not going to move you up, I don't think, apart from Virginia falling out. I was hoping for a top five matchup five versus two. And I thought if you would have won by like 30 today, maybe that's an, maybe that's a possibility, but you know what? Never put it past the SPN for their premier game of the week though. That's true. If there's any, uh, sneaky conspiracy theory there, it would be to make that matchup as enticing as possible. I'm, I'm damn near jittery after that one, man. Well, guys, I don't, it was fun (laughs) to get the front of the TV pacing, heart beating thing, right? A little bit, a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I'd rather save that for Wednesday, though. I was kind of enjoying yeah. just killing everybody and just breaking down our backups and how talented Curbelo is. And how Coleman Hawkins is going to go pro after his junior. I mean, <laughs> not that we, no, we didn't say that, but you're right. It did seem the first two games. Grandison, oh, man, what a find. Didn't play at all really today. Oh, man, yeah. look at how good this Curbelo was not much of a factor today. 
you know, so yeah, there's going to be growing pains, but here's the one equalizing factor that not a lot of other teams can say. You have Io DeSumo. And that's not really analysis. It's not not in-depth or anything, but that's really it. At the, at the end of the day, in most games, you very well may have the best player on the court. And as long as the supporting cast can do what they can, and you know that the ceiling's high for guys like Adam Miller, you know that Kofi, who, I don't know, he had a few stretches last year where he leave you a little bit underwhelmed, but you know what he can do when he gets going. And then it really comes down to guys, DeMonte, Trevor, you hit it. DeMonte's been great. Trent has been inconsistent offensively. And I... I don't know if we're going to get consistent Trent offensively. I hope we do. That'd be a huge thing. And then Georgie, flashes but inconsistent. If I can get those veterans, Trent and Georgie, to bring you something more each and every game, I, I think you're fine, regardless of uh, if Corbello is a stud this year or just shows flashes. But it really does come down to those veteran role players. Yep, totally agree. I think that's that's apt analysis because DeMonte is sort of, usurped Trent right now, right? I mean, who would you, if you, if I told you right now, based after the results of that game, who would you rather have taken a three towards the end of the game? You might answer DeMonte right now. Yeah, I would. And that's even after Trent's history. But right now, DeMonte is more sure-handed from three. I know Trent is going to have, and here's the thing, Trent is going to lead you to a couple wins based on the strength of a a five, three-point night. He's going to still have those occasions. Yeah, the microwave thing where maybe Adam Miller has an off night and then Trent can be on. But the one thing I don't want this team to fall into a cycle of is IO plus one, meaning IO is great, one other guy has a good game, but you can't count on anything else. If you can count on three things this year, IO, which you can, Kofi, which I think eventually, yes, you will, and then Adam Miller, who I think is the next closest thing to a sure thing, as the season goes on, then that really takes the onus off of all the other guys. And we're seeing that DeMonte, now that he can just kind of play his role, he's playing loose, he's making shots when he needs to, and he's still the glue guy that you thought he would be. I would love to see Trent, I don't know if it's he's playing too tight or if or what it is, but there, it's just not the same loose Trent that we saw his freshman and sophomore year. It is weird that it's almost going back to last season now where... I assumed since this is completely different year and six months late, eight months later, that Trent would be maybe looking more like his normal self. And he, he scored more yesterday, but it is, it is odd that somebody goes into such a slump, you know, their junior senior year, especially maybe he's just still adjusting to his role as the, you know, fourth or fifth option, but it it is unique. And if he can get going and we can have everybody shooting well on the same day, like we did the past couple of days, then we're going to be pretty dangerous offensively. But I think the difference this year is we need to get better at stopping those scoring droughts. Kind of like today where even when we were scoring a little bit, it didn't look easy. You know, we never made the offense look smooth to put up 10 or 15 points. Every point we really had to earn or Io had to drive on somebody so I'm looking forward to not having scoring problems and seeing how how Brad kind of adjusts to make it make it a little bit easier it took everything it took everything for this team today and especially Io 20 was it 28 he finished with is that right I don't Uh, know some astronomical score he's averaging like 25 in the year uh well let's do this guys if we have the same sort of puckered up feeling tomorrow as we do the Illinois Ohio State post or second half post game That'll be a good thing. I don't know if we will, but we're 3-0. and That's all that matters. We'll take a breather from basketball until next Wednesday, and I think we will retain that top 10 ranking 
And I, I look forward to what should be an awesome game against Baylor. Regardless of what happened today, it should be an exciting game uh, with a lot of high-level players. So uh, you escaped, and sometimes good teams have to do that. Hey, man, yeah. I'm getting a drink. That sounds good. It's a good It's a good time. It's it's Friday of a holiday weekend. Early happy hour wouldn't hurt anybody. I think I'm going to get a nice little screwball whiskey on the... Uh, you guys ever had screwball whiskey? It's peanut butter nope. whiskey. I highly recommend no, it. No, I actually have it. Have it on the rocks. It almost tastes like a liqueur. It's so sugary, but it's mm. super good. So I'd recommend that. It's a nice uh, fall drink. What are you, you going to have, Trev? I don't know. I'm going to go see what we got. All right, cool. Uh, Isaac, anything on the agenda for you on this Friday afternoon, evening? Uh, not really. I should probably work out just after yesterday and, um, going into this weekend, I'm sure I'm not going to eat healthy, but I don't know. A little, a little sipping sounds nice later, but it's a lot nice. It's a lot nicer putting some drinks back when you have, um, no reason to be depressed. So that would, that would be a lot worse drinking after Preston comes into town and wins the game. Yeah. There would be rage drinking. To the fullest extent. Just is that absolutely. Ed DeCellis? It is Ed DeCellis' coaching Navy <laughs> for 10 I didn't years. Know he's still coaching anywhere. He's been there for a decade. I had no idea. And he's wow. got a 40% win percentage. And he's <laughs> he's holding on to that gig, man. It's good to coach for the service academies. I mean, hey, if Jeff Monken wanted to stay at Army forever, he'd be fine to do so, even though I'd take him. What a blast from the past face there. I just I looked know, up and I thought, know. wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, dudes. Uh, Isaac, Trevor, appreciate it. We'll see you guys tomorrow for some high-flying Illini football action. All righty. Hey. Johnson, Illinois football. Feel the excitement. Oh, boy. Well, we'll see. If, it, if, it, if it's fun, then I'll be over the moon. And if it's a competitive second half. We don't know half, who Ohio State has out. They're missing eight players, but they're not going to yeah. reveal it until tomorrow. As if it matters, but they are playing close to the best. It's like when Lovey says, uh, we got a quarterback. I'm not going to tell you who. And it's like, Lovey, it just it, we aren't relevant yet, so just stop that nonsense. It doesn't even though I guess it did matter last week. I mean, to be fair, Scott Frost said that it completely threw them off that it was only Brandon and not Isaiah. Huh. I mean, but Scott, maybe that's more of a Scott Frost Scott Frost. That might be his problem because <laughs> Yeah, when Lovey is schooling you to the degree that he did Scott Frost <laughs> last Saturday, it might be time to reevaluate things. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Hey, see you guys. Isaac and Trevor helping out here on the 200 level. I'm going to go make a drink because, wow, I'm puckered up. That's some nervous energy after that game. You got to win. You're 3-0. You're going to remain in the top 10 and set up the matchup that you wanted against Baylor. And you avoid the bad loss. I don't know what seeding necessarily means or if it means as much this year as you play in a bubble in Indy in March. But you did not want a bad loss at home to Ohio. And maybe, just maybe... They end up being the best team in the MAC and end up being dangerous in the tournament. But you took their best shot, and thank goodness for Io DeSumo. Unbelievable uh, first three games for him. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. DP Doe, I'm on at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code MIKE for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby, I don't need to burn this sweatshirt. It's too comfortable. I want to burn it anyways. Maybe just would have washed it about eight times if Illinois lost. But I highly recommend getting this blue crew neck uh, sweatshirt, orange Illinois script font. Super comfy. Looks great from fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order. And State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. For Lana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network, our busy week continues. We'll be back tomorrow for the second half of the Illinois-Ohio State game, regardless of margin. Yeah, we'll be here for that. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy a drink or three on this otherwise beautiful Friday afternoon, and we'll see you in about 24 hours. It is the 200 Level.